0: Well, it doesn't get any better than this. This is the stuff Hollywood is made of, these, these scriptures today. Two parallel stories um, about a barren women who are a- visited by an angel or someone, the husband, and it is announced in them that they will bear a child. Very special children. Children who will not be tainted by vices, but will be instrumental in bringing peace- people closer to God. Extraordinary, and extraordinary birth, especially the one with Zechariah and Isabel, um, Elizabeth, because she's old, and and it even considered past the childbearing time. But what's extraordinary to me, especially in the Gospel, is is in this scene, not just the the facts of the scene, not just how it all takes place, but specifically, and it is very much at the center of this reading, the conversation between the angel and Zechariah. First of all, um, it's noted that Zechariah immediately is afraid of this vision. Now this um, is repeated again and again. I have people who tell me either they have visions or more than or usual, more usually they, they speak about dreaming. And they become frightened by their dreams. I say, what are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? Well, Father, it was a, you know, an angel or it was a scary. I said, well... First of all, it's a dream. And secondly, why don't you, uh, you know, if they see a, a very heavenly kind of vision or, they, or the Virgin Mary is in a dream or Jesus, I say, why don't you just thank God for it? And why don't you ask to be illuminated? Why don't you ask God, what could this mean? Help me to understand rather than be afraid. Being afraid is such a, a narrow kind of response. So in his fear, because he's seeing an angel, the angel first says to him, what? Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. It's extraordinary. Almost every time, if not every time, that I have read in the scriptures of an angelic vision, it's always the same. People are afraid, and then they're encouraged to not be afraid. Because fear is something that closes us down, narrows us down, invites us to not see what's important. So lifting this fear, then the angel begins to give the message. Now the response of Zechariah isn't all that different from Mary, at least at first sight. Mary says, how can this be? I do not know man. And, and she, um, she truly doesn't understand how, how it could happen. But she doesn't uh, rule it out, she just says she doesn't understand. Um, Because, you know, typically the only way to become pregnant would be to know man. But Zechariah does go further. He starts almost an argument to prove why it can't be. You know, he doesn't just say, you know, um, how can it be? He says, for I am an old man. My wife is advanced in years. And he begins to kind of argue with the angel. And the angel takes his stand. I am the angel that stands before God. I have been sent to tell you this good news. But because you do not have faith, you will be struck mute. And he is. And this is a great moment of faith for Zechariah. This is extraordinary. Not only that he has the vision, he stands up against the vision. The vision tells him the consequences of this, and, and he has to go through this period of being mute, and when he comes out, he encounters all these people who recognize that something extraordinary has happened, to him. he's had a vision uh, from God. And, and this man is carried in his advanced age through an extraordinary journey of faith that will culminate finally in the birth of his son, the birth of John the Baptist. You know these bible stories are so rich and we might rule it out immediately you know well of course this could never happen to us in fact i quite frankly do not ever want to have a vision please god preserve me from a vision i don't want the responsibility of one i don't want the the terror of one Um, i am content to have deep in my heart and spirit like you i think um, movements of the spirit within me that that slowly, gently guide me, call me, help me to discern. We've just gone through, last Friday, that horrible experience in Newtown, Connecticut. And, and again, this is a, a horrible man-made horror, uh, a horrific event. But the Spirit of God is very present in this, very present, I believe trying to touch the hearts of every American and probably people all around the world. This is a window of opportunity like Zechariah had to look in, to look through, to listen, to see. It's not a time to be afraid. It's not a time to hate. It's a time to open to the Spirit of God and say, where are you leading us? What God-like stuff is a part of this horrible event And where as a people, as a nation, as one of the strongest and mightiest and richest nations on the planet, where are you leading us? I hope that we will not be like Zechariah, who have all our arguments lined up why it cannot be, why we can't do something. And this is in relationship to a huge event way beyond us in many ways, but How many events will happen in our day? Family events, neighborly events, strangers on the street or in the market events, moments alone events that we are asked to experience the divine, to hear the voice of God, to be gently moved, gently illuminated. You know, we are a people of faith. And a moment does not go by that is not faith-filled. You know, they say, smell the coffee, smell the rose. It's true. All day long, we're invited. We're invited to have moments of grace. And if we can slow down a bit, that's what this Advent is about, slowing down a bit, opening, waiting, being alert, looking, listening. I am quite sure that, well... An angel, in some form, the experiences of our life will be angelic in the sense that God is visiting us and God is pouring out and pouring into us his loving grace.